Popculture Pastor. Okay, Cody. I'm not. I don't want to skip all the way to the end at the beginning of this watch along, but um, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm I'm not a fan of the end of this episode. Um, and I'm not gonna be able to make it very far in without expressing that. I mean, I was outwardly and physically upset at the end <laughs> of the episode, but I have hope going into the future. Yeah. We'll, of course, talk about that momentarily, but... Uh, it did make the, uh, the the video game experience more real. Mm, yeah. Because that's one thing I had heard is, oh, like, so-and-so hasn't died a hundred times yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming when you play the video game, you play as Joel. I assume so. Yeah. So not, we're not video game. We're not the video. We didn't play last of us. No, I've played almost every other zombie game. Evidently. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what makes this part interesting in general, uh, us reviewing last of us because I'm watching along with it because we did not, we're kind of in the dark. We don't know where the story is going. And I'm assuming and holding out hope that the end of this episode is a clever deke to uh, everyone that didn't play the game. Cause I'm assuming that Pedro Pascal is going to keep on living. He better be, or I'm going to throw something anyways. Welcome. You're here uh, to hear us review last of us episode six. Episode six. Yeah, obviously, spoilers. Um, if you haven't watched episode six, don't listen to this episode yet. Because that's what we're going to talk about. You probably should have turned it off before yeah. we <laughs> talked about the video game. This this uh, particular pod, Pop Culture Pastor, is called Watch Alongs. And uh, this is where we just, uh, this is a new one. This is the first one. We kind of been doing it in the main pod, but we decided, hey, let's make this separate because I think some people were putting off listening to the main pod until they had they'd watched the show because they didn't want to ruin it. So uh, this we did this. We thought, why don't we just record it separate? So for those of you that actually really enjoy this show, you're welcome. And for those of you that have been like, this show sounds silly, give it a listen. Watch it. <laughs> no sorts of things you might like it we will compare it to other post-apocalyptic zombie-ish type uh shows i'm sure as we already have and um hey this season will come to an end we'll start watching something else mandalorians on the horizon so i know a lot of us are into that theodore lasso ted lasso's coming up man it's gonna get dicey because those will be going on at the same time what do we do Whatever one is hot garbage at that moment <laughs> is not getting reviewed. <laughs> okay. Uh, last of Us, episode six. When last we left our intrepid duo, uh, they were becoming a duo again after having been a four person team for about an episode. Oh, yeah. And as this show has become quite accustomed to doing, making us hope that Joel and Ellie are going to have companions. They were cruelly taken away at the end of episode five. And this episode, by the way, makes us relive that final moment for no apparent reason. 
You needed to refeel the feels. Yeah, because they were going to do a time jump. So this episode starts three months later, and I guess they can't show you three months later until they show you what just happened. Which, all right. Well, it sets up some existential dilemma for Joel. So it is, it is, uh, I continue to have my expectations subverted, which I think is good for this show. Uh, it being based on a video game and also in a genre that's pretty well played. Yeah. So um, the time jumps, how quickly they're moving through. I just assumed going into this show that Joel and Ellie's journey to Wyoming would take the entire first season. I just thought that was the way it was going to be. I'd kind of basing that on, you know, kind of a walking dead uh, time movement sort of structure. Uh, but they have not wasted any time. They're moving forward. And so we get the time jump this episode three months after the last episode we find them to already be kind of in mountain country or just getting into it. And um, they are on the lookout for Joel's brother and any fireflies, I suppose. I don't, I don't know. They're, they're kind of looking They're They're searching. They run across this, this older couple who are hilarious, by the way, steal the episode. <laughs> they absolutely did. Uh, the one guy who gets, if there's a Native American old man or older man Native American part or a chief part, this dude plays it. And I can't remember his name, the actor. Uh, oh yeah, uh, but he's in. He's got that part down, and he's great. And his wife, fantastic. I don't know who she's she is, but she was hilarious. She was. Like, <laughs> Do you have your gun? It's all the way over there. <laughs> That's me in the apocalypse, right there. Uh, but it was all the way over there. It's good stuff. Um. So they come across these people. They're clearly have. He has no idea where Tommy is. They're still kind of in the dark. They're just heading to Wyoming, which is a giant state. It is. And and so they get some direction from uh, this older couple who are just kind of out there in the wilderness. And then uh, including an ominous warning about crossing a river of death. Yes. And. Like, at this point, I'm thinking, has this fungus learned how to take on other animals besides ants and humans? That's a good question. And We have so, not seen that yet, but it seems like if they could take over humans, they could take over animals, right? Because there are some animals, um, including um, an animal that makes an appearance in this episode, uh fellow primates, if you will, that mm. are similar body uh, composure, makeup, if you will, uh, of humans. And so I would think uh, they could also be ripe for the p pickings. Well, you know, what's interesting is, did you know that humans like share like something over some crazy number over 90% DNA with most animals on earth? So again, if we can take the ants and we can take the humans. I don't know if that's accurate. I think I remember hearing that. That's one of those things. Take that with a grain of salt until you can prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a scientist. I uh, just feel like I remember hearing that because I was shocked to know that our DNA isn't that far off from frogs. Frogs, pigs, um, elephants. Anyways, 
through the course of this, um, I'm definitely want to come back to the conversation of the river of death because the way the old couple describes it is, you know, people go across the river and then there's bodies littered across the river at some point. Like they don't really get into specifics, but something is killing people across the river. So they eventually find, well, or Tommy's people find them. Tommy's group of ruffians. Yeah. They get surrounded and uh, we find out that this is uh, the people from Jackson, Wyoming. Um, or the people from True Blood. Yeah. Rutino Wesley, who is in True Blood, is is one of the townsfolk. And um, we find out Tommy's wife. We call her Tara in my household. Yeah. The, uh, the reunited... The reuniting of Tommy and Joel is pretty awesome. They go into this town and this town is, man, they've got it set up right. So we see a dam in this episode that they have fixed up, that there is powering their town. They have electricity. They have houses. They're, they're of course, walled in. They have a movie theater, as one does. Yeah, they're, they're um, you know, kind of protected by being out. And, like, have you ever been to Wyoming? There's, you know, it's a sparsely populated state. And, um, yeah, so things are good here in this town. Joel has met up with Tommy and uh, asks Tommy to take Ellie to eastern Colorado. So there's some backtracking that will go on. I instantly had issues with this. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm like, why don't you just ask Tommy to come along? Like, why do you have to abandon the mission it makes sense to have an extra set of hands ready to to blast your way through it if you need it, and also to have someone that's familiar with the terrain, but you could still go with her. Well, I know, right? On both counts. Because, one, it feels like Joel's saying, you have to take her, and I'm not going kind of thing is like, okay, that's weird, but I can chalk it up to, well, he's just afraid. So we get this time jump and 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 they do a good job of writing the script to make us give us signals that they have that Joel and Ellie's relationship has has moved down the line a little bit where there's there's more caring, there's there's more trust. And then of course in this episode through the course of Joel's conversation with Tommy where he kind of just basically tells him, I- I'm not the same. I'm old. We know that Joel is pretty much deaf in one ear. Deaf in one ear. Um, slow to pull the trigger. He's having panic attacks. Yeah. At first, I'm like, is he going to have a heart attack? And then yeah. I'm like, oh, this looks more like panic attacks. I thought heart attack at first, too. And I was like, what, what is happening? <laughs> Slash, that's realistic. I mean, he has to be in this 50s yeah. at least. Well, when he had his heart, when he, when he had his first panic attack, I thought it was a heart attack. And I was like, you can't take Pedro Pascal from us in season one. That's that was that's called um, foreboding. It is foreboding. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yes, that was all confusing because I think if Tommy does the same thing though, like I understand why Joel might be just afraid of losing Ellie, but then like he's she picks him. Ellie's, first of all, you know, really angry with Joel. 
because she has, you know, obviously cares about Joel and looks at him as a father figure now because she just hasn't had many in her life. And she overhears their conversation. She's really upset. So Joel comes in in the morning, gives her the choice. She immediately picks him. And then Tommy, who shows up ready to go, who I'm assuming has already told his wife he's going, is like, okay, you guys got it. Good luck. Wait, why wouldn't the brothers just go? Now, I can see Joel saying, Tommy, you stay here and take care of your pregnant wife. Yeah, but he doesn't say that. So So, uh, that's a cool juxtaposition of the episode, though. So way back in the first episode, we see these two men at completely opposite phases of their life. You know, so it's Joel with the daughter who's older, the more mature one, who's got all these things he's responsible for. And it's Tommy, the younger brother, who's like ending up in jail because he was in a bar fight and he has no responsibilities but himself. Oh, Tommy, you ruffian. And so we get to this part where Joel has basically stopped living life because of all, all these bad things that have happened. It is it is a post-apocalyptic world, after all. And he's worn down by life. And now we find Tommy, who has all these things to live for. He's married. He's about to have a baby, which Joel does not react well to at first. No, I understood it. Yeah, that one made sense. There's a lot of emotional weight in this episode. Um, I, I'm going back and forth whether I like these episodes that further the main story more or the back the the backtrack stories, um, the flashback stories. Because while I think the flashback stories are wonderful so far in giving us these kind of in depth look at characters, I almost man the emotional resonance of episodes where they move the story forward and it's Joel and Ellie centric. Mm-hmm. And especially Joel, this episode where we see him go through the processes of having, finding something to live for again, which makes the end even the more cruel. It does. These, these show creators. Who do you know. think you are? I am. <laughs> who, who do you think you at? Uh, anyways, we'll get there. So, um, yeah, the emotional resonance of of Joel in this episode, the kind of journey, emotional journey he goes on in, in this episode alone with Ellie, with his brother Tommy. It is a little confusing that Tommy does not go with him, but okay, we'll look past it. Do we think that the town is in trouble, though? Anytime I see something this good, Walking Dead may have trained me for this, too. Every time they had it good in The Walking Dead, something bad was eventually going to happen. Well, that conversation, because Ellie comes in guns a-blazing with her rhetoric towards Tara. Yeah. I know that's not her name on this show. It's but Maria. She's, she's it's Tara. Maria. Okay, but we got to start referring to them by their real names, not of shows they did 15 years ago. Tara from True Blood. <laughs> Basically answers Ellie's question of um, about all these dead bodies with <laughs> there's some people that um, you you got to protect the, the good. And so. Okay, okay, let's talk about that for a second, because what the two older the older couple describes of the the river of death and their explanation for it, Tommy and Maria's explanation for it. I don't think they jive well. I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Oh yeah. I think the that Tommy and Maria assume 
that the that the old people were talking about them, but I don't think we're talking about the same thing. I think there's something bad out there. Are you are we on the same page there? So either that or Tommy and Maria, as you're referring to her as, um, are actually into some rougher, more hardcore gang warfare than what we're aware of. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That group of Rough Riders that they were with, they looked like bad hombres. Well, yeah, and the dude talking to them when they take him in custody, it seems like, okay, these are raiders. These aren't nice people, but they don't kill him, and that's the, the main thing. So, and in this, in this scenario, I mean, basically, you're a lot of Joel's past, Joel and Tommy's conversation in particular is the things they had to do. And Tommy just straight up says, we murdered people. Yeah. And then, you know, and then he backs it up with, well, that's what we had to do to stay alive. I'm not blaming you, but we murdered people. And it doesn't really sit right with me. So the fact that they don't kill them, to me, is the ultimate telltale of their character. And shapes my understanding of what the old people the old couple told them about the river and says makes me think it's not the town's folk slash i do want to know how they trained their dog yeah that was interesting right how do they train it and how does the dog not get cordyceps good i need to know these things um okay so joel and ellie set out on their mission to eastern colorado university with a newfound, even more father-daughter-y kind of interactions. He's teaching her to shoot. They're getting closer now that they have this understanding of, like, now we're in it, right? Like, we, we've gone past this. Joel has gone past this point of no return where, like, okay, you're like a daughter to me. Which should have been the first clue we knew something bad was going to happen. Um, they also have a horse. And you might be thinking, Cody, (laughs) what does that have to do with anything? But as they're approaching this university, they make several grave mistakes that I'm like, you have a horse. Stay on the horse. Don't leave the horse with the monkeys. But they had to get out and investigate. They go into the building. I'm told. I was like, no, don't go into the building. Well, first of all, there is a there is a complaint in there. I know, like, part of me says, I get you have to investigate what happened because you you assume they're not in there. You assume if this is the Fireflies, they would have stopped you as soon as you went in, or approached the premises. Oh, yeah. So I get maybe you need to go in there and investigate. And they do seem to indicate that maybe they, the people, the scientists that were there and the Fireflies packed up and went to Salt Lake City. Interesting place to go. Yeah, but... Yeah, I'm the whole time I'm like, no, get out of there, get out of there. Then they hear the clanging. I'm like, well, don't go there. So at this point, I'm telling my wife, this building is where you do your raiding and looting in video games for medical supplies. Because when you're trying to survive a zombie apocalypse, you need all the medicines. And if if I'm anything, I know I'm an expert at surviving zombie apocalypses now. I am. Because we you seen these shows and the, the movies and you yeah. just know. And you play the video games. It like you can find some good axes in these buildings. Um somehow there's ammo left behind all the time. If I wrote a video game um like this, 
Joel would never go into buildings. <laughs> and he just never, like, no, why would you go in there? The monkeys, I don't trust them either. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's like get away from those monkeys. You don't know what they have. They might have the fungus. You think, oh, you think it's all fun and games and like, hey, maybe we don't have cordyceps, but then one bites you and you get Ebola. Yeah. How would you like that nonsense? <laughs> You're dying of Ebola in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. That would be my luck. It would be. <laughs> okay, so the place is abandoned. They're, they investigate. They find out that maybe they've gone to Salt Lake City. We don't know. That's a hanging plot thread for the future. It is. And we spot raiders, people walking around. Scum of the earth. I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know. I've already labeled them. Yeah. I mean, everyone, this is the, this is the premise of every post-apocalyptic story. Humans are bad. You don't want to run into other humans because of what Joel and Tommy conversated about. Yeah. That they think they got to murder you to stay alive because you'll murder them. And uh, so they try to escape. There is an altercation. They they get away. But in the process, we find out Joel has been stabbed. He got shivved. Uh, shanked. And they get away. But as they get outside of town, they're like, Ellie gives the obligatory. I think we lost them. We're safe. They're not coming after us. But... Joel passes out, presumably from a loss of blood, falls off the horse, and the episode ends with Ellie crying, you can't leave me, you can't leave me, and it it ends with me yelling at my TV, why would you do this? You cannot take Pedro Pascal. Now, I'm basing all hope right here on the assumption that video game players already know what's going to happen. I feel oh, yeah. I, this is like the opposite of Game of Thrones for me. Whereas I I was a book reader and I knew everything that was happening, so things didn't shock me. I find myself on the other end now, and I don't like it. Um, so at this moment, I have John Wayne in my head, um, and he's talking to like this little boy. Well, he's probably a teenager, and I don't even remember what John Wayne movie it is. But the kid's been shot in the gut, and the kids like paul always said gut shots are the worst <laughs> i'm a goner go on without me <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like pedro you got stabbed in the gut <laughs> i know you're a goner he's totally gonna die isn't he how does he get out of this and we're not gonna know for for at least two weeks you know why because it's a flashback on episode. the coming attractions it was clear that the next episode is all flashback because Ellie has been talking nonstop about how she's had to kill people too. And we're finally going to get to see it. Now, granted, I like the flashback episodes, but the way this episode ended, I was like, don't you do, don't you do this to me. But all in all, uh, it was a character development and a moving the big story along episode, which is, hasn't been the case. Um, usually it's one or the other, but this one seems to encapsulate both. It was a great episode. It was. Um, heartbreaking. Because oh, Pedro is the only reason I tune in. I'm just going to go through my week assuming, like, no, no, they're not, no, 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 they're not going to kill off Pedro Pascal in season one, are they? 
they did it with Game of Thrones. They they killed off the star right at the beginning, even though that was the book. Um, but Ed Stark, man, they killed him off. Well, they're not you, doing that to us, right? They're not doing that. To you us. have to kill him off because any show he's in, <laughs> he dies instantly. <laughs> this is true. All right, <laughs> the Run the Race Award. Who wins the episode, Cody? Who's the winner of this episode? It's a toss-up between Pedro, who will always be in this conversation, and the indigenous couple at the beginning. (laughs) They're amazing. (laughs) Honestly, I wanted to give it to them, but I wanted more time with them. Yes. And if they don't show up again, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, But yes, Pedro, um, because... His conversations with Tommy, like, I I still don't like Tommy that much. And so, like, I'm not going to give Tommy this award. Um, I think Pedro has, a, like, some come-to-Jesus moments yeah. because of his conversation with Tommy, because of his conversation with Ellie, because of his conversation with the indigenous couple. He realizes, like, if there really is this river of death, that... They probably shouldn't go because Ellie's going to die because he can't protect her. Tommy's weird for me. Yeah. It's almost like they're writing him in a way where you're you're not supposed to fully be on board with him. Or you, I don't know what it I is. I still blame him for Pedro's daughter's death. Because he doesn't seem to have any, he doesn't seem to be as glad to see him. No, he doesn't run. As Joel is to see Tommy. He doesn't yell Joel or Jolie. Yeah. It's like it's there's something we don't know about Tommy. That's all I'm saying. And I think the show's trying to give us that feeling. There's more. There's more to Tommy than we know. Um, and he was with the Fireflies, but he gave up that lifestyle. Yeah. So he's not about that life anymore. Gotta find out what that means. I agree with you. I think Pedro Pascal is the winner of this episode. He's wonderful in that conversation with Tommy when he becomes vulnerable for the first time. And he talks about how he dreams every night and that he's failing in his dreams. And he's he's trying to explain to Tommy why he needs to be the one to take Ellie because he's obviously afraid of failing her. He wakes up knowing he lost something yeah. every morning. That's interspersed in the episode well when he falls asleep on guard duty. He's it's There's a couple instances where it's clear he can't hear. Um, and so, yeah. It's good stuff. Of course, that was, um, if we look back to episode uh, four, I believe, four or five, uh, it was four, when the, he spreads the glass out when they're in Kansas City. Yeah. And it doesn't wake him up, but it wakes up Ellie, who has to, like, yell at him to wake him up. Um, yeah. So I thought he was wonderful in this episode. More more proof that Pedro Pascal is a national treasure. Um, an international treasure. Yes, all those. Um, who's the loser of the episode? Or the Newman Award winner. Oh, the Hello Newman loser of the episode. <laughs> um, it's hard. It's a good episode. So, like, Ellie's just really angry. Mm-hmm. Just with everyone. For most of the episode, like, we get to this town, we're angry. We get to uh, 
Pedro's giving her a much safer option of going with Tommy because he's young and can hear, and she's angry. And then um, she's just, she's always angry, and I'm like, quit being so angry, you sassy teen. I think there's something to the episodic way that they parse these out. And I know that's how we used to watch TV. Everything used to be week to week. You'd have to wait, you know, all summer to find out who shot Jr. on Dallas. But I don't think that those shows were doing intense character development shows back in the day that came out every week, like Magnum P.I., Knight Rider, uh, Who's the Boss? You know, those are these shows were meant to be binged, I think. And so, yeah, the way Ellie acts in this episode, especially in the town, is super weird to me. I know we're I know that's gonna be explained probably in the flashbacks next week. Yeah. Um Tommy acts weird in these episodes. I know that's probably gonna be explained when we find out what what he's hiding. Um and I mean Tara doesn't get that much screen Maria! Time. Her name is Maria. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's between Ellie and Maria Tara. All right. Let's uh let's uh what what rating are you giving this episode out of ten? A nine. Mm, yes, that's a that's a good score. Like it wasn't a perfect episode, but it had delivered on most of the hits. Yeah. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Purely on emotion, purely on the Joel and Ellie story moving forward. Um, I'm so surprised that we've already gotten to this emotional resonance place with them. This quickly, again, I think it's a good job by the showrunners that they keep sub- subverting expectation. Um, they're not dragging the story out. I mean, they're the story's moving at a pretty fast clip. So I good. wonder if this is going to be like a one-season show or just a couple seasons. It's already been picked up for season two. Okay. That happened a few weeks back. So I'm hoping that they don't fall into the trap of the walking dead where um mm. like it goes on way too long yeah um i could see this being a good maybe do the ted lasso route we do three seasons and that's good three seasons in a movie yes make it happen all right so obviously we liked episode six of the last of us what did you guys think this is the best part about watch alongs is when we post this to our social media. Hey, tell us what you thought. What did you like about the episode? Are you watching this with us? <laughs> we don't know. Uh, this is the first time we've had a standalone episode of this. We're trying it out. We're going to see what happens. So uh, let us know on our post on social media for this episode. And as usual, make sure and subscribe to the pod. Don't miss anything. You don't want to miss our radio bits pod where we talk about just more things in general or our main pod that drops every Friday where we have a centralized issue uh, topic we talk about. So uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys and we will see you next time.